Welcome to Over the Thread. My name is Taylor, and we have our third session with Bailey um, again on the podcast. Hi. Uh, doing another, uh, what do we call it? Um, Car cast. What is it? What? Shoot. Car <laughs> commute. Wait, it was commute cast. I can't remember what it was called. Commute. C- commute commute cast. That sounds cool. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what we said. Car cast. Uh, commute. I, can't I don't know. What it was. It's like a commute cast, sure. It's it's your um your daily commute, um you know whether you're going to work or you're coming back home. Um, this is a podcast for you. Twenty minutes, uh, just chatting about just any old topics. So uh, this one is gonna probably be a two parter. I'm predicting the future because I pretty much know it's gonna be a two parter. So um yeah, we're gonna split it up as such. As such. Uh, but we're gonna talk about how as such um how to find like how to deal with you know and find good clients that you like to work with um and and, you know sorting through and kind of avoiding the bad clients you know or or the more difficult clients um and so i'm gonna talk about kind of my experience and then Bailey's gonna talk about his experience and kind of like um in short kind of like what we've been through um with clients because we've both done some freelance work and then um Bailey might talk a little bit more about his potential full-time um position and kind of like that dynamic too um but yeah that is that is the uh that is the topic for for this podcast this Carcast. Carcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The thesis. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I've talked about this a little bit in previous podcasts, and I had um a freelance freelancer's guide to the galaxy. That was my little um title, um which I need to continue that series as well. Um, but so I've been freelancing since I was in high school. Um, but I really didn't get to have like actual you know, legitimate, um, working with different companies and, um, you know, individuals. I, I didn't really have that experience until coming out of college. Um, probably until the last like year or maybe like even just the last six months for sure. Um, so (laughs) I think part of the issue when you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I find clients? I think the first thing is how do you find clients? And I think that's hard. Um, so you have to have, you just have to get clients, um, before you can figure out, you know, how can I determine, you know, which, how, how can I determine like which client is a good client, which client is a bad client? Cause you don't know. Um, and that's kind of the the whole point of like when you're starting out, like you're just kind of inexperienced, you don't really know what to do. So for me, um, figuring out, like for me, I was just trying to get clients, which I guess it depends on what your motivation is. If you're just trying to get clients, then you don't really care. You do, but you don't really care about whether, you know, those people are quote unquote good clients or quote unquote bad clients. And you don't really know what that means either. Um so I guess for me, I've really began to figure this out, um, having worked with three different clients in the last year um, and just seeing the differences between the two and kind of 
I think you learn through bad experiences. I tend to learn more through bad experiences. I think a lot of people do. Um, and so for me, um, this is, it definitely, I think part of it is it just takes a lot of, um, experience. So you can listen to what I tell you and still, um, for you to be able to determine whether it's a good or a bad client and, and that sort of thing. But what I will say is that if you kind of pay attention in the very, from the get-go, in the very beginning, people will tell you whether they're a good or bad client. Like, there are things you can look for. Um, so for me, maybe to start it off and talk about, um, I'll say, I think literally the first, I would say like how they email you or like how they contact you is definitely how you can tell whether they're going to be a great fit or not. Um, based on kind of like, are they, you know, how are they treating you as a, um, someone they're working with, you know? Um, I think from some of my difficult clients that I've had in the past, um, the reason why, like, I, I shouldn't have stuck with them for so long. Um, but I kind of, I kind of realized early on, like, oh, like, there were so much issues with them just communicating. Um, and that would have helped me, like, had I been like, you know, ooh, like, these people are not very timely on getting back to me. Um, I think that would have, uh, probably saved me from kind of stressing over different things for no reason, um, and hanging on to these clients just because I needed clients. Um, so I guess for me, just talking on, you know, how can you tell between a really good client and a really bad client? I think it comes down to one of the biggest things is how they communicate with you. Um, so a good client will usually tell you, you know, what their budget is. Um, you also have to ask these questions too. Um, part of it is communication on your end, which I've learned that, um, recently as well. Um, but just pay attention to how they contact you and if they're kind of, you know, hard to reach, maybe not a great client. Um, if they're kind of demanding from the get-go, also I don't think that's a great client either. So you, it's kind of like you have to determine whether you want just clients for clients or you want quality clients, I think that's that's something you have to determine yes like it's in the beginning com- the communication up front ends yeah. up like determining the entire relationship yeah and i think people will be pretty like i mean there's some exceptions but i will say like i think from the get-go like your first communication with them you'll kind of get an idea of how they are yeah. um yeah i think that's the biggest the biggest like way to sort of determine yes i agree so, Bailey, from your experience, like, so what? what's your experience in terms of, like, freelancing and or, like, just working with different people kind of, like... So, most yeah. of my yes. freelancing stuff Discussing ends up coming it. from either, like, people that know other people or people that I already know. Like, it ends up being just a web of, like, connections. It's like, I know this person... And they know this person. So I or like maybe maybe I made like a business card for somebody and they used it and somebody commented on it and they like threw my name out. And then I end up 
making a business card for that person and it just kind of ends up being like a stream i've never i've never really reached out for like a clientele it just usually ends up being a connection of sorts or just like being in the right place at the right time but even still you have to deal with like the pricing and the like negotiating on occasion and then like figuring out schedule like it still ends up being in the same part it's just i i usually am gracious enough to skip the first step or like grateful what's the word not grateful great blessed blessed i'm blessed enough to skip the to skip the like reaching out for clientele and just kind of having it spider web around and getting people i think you definitely touched on a, a good point of like finding people that are good to work with i think that comes from like, you're going to have better luck if it comes from a network of people, like, people that know these people, so they kind of, like, recommend you in some ways. You're, you're kind of almost skipping that, like, vetting process of, like, I mean, you're still kind of determining, oh, is this a good fit, but you at least you already know that, like, they're trustworthy and, you know, kind of those basic things before you've yeah. been starting. So, that definitely does help with it, but, um, I don't know. There's always room for improvement. Like you can never, you, just when you think that something yeah. goes perfect, then you have a new, new client with another issue or like you, you realize that your communication skills aren't as perfect as you thought because it ends up, it, it, I mean, it is a two-way thing where you have to have the communication, but your client also has to have that communication. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's all an interesting thing that I don't think anybody really has fully down. There's just, I mean, maybe there's people that know it better, but yeah, it's interesting. I will say that and I, that I do enjoy the, like it being different with everybody part of it. I think that that's really like the appeal yeah. for most people is that it's never the same job twice. True. But, uh, yeah. And you're kind of, you're working with different styles, like different, um, like leadership styles and different yeah. like working styles too, which can be really good and it could also be yes. really destructive. <laughs> I've had yeah, both. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting I think, for sure. I think an important thing is to kind of, which is hard to know when you're first starting out, but like figuring out what sort of style works best for you. And then you can kind of, although everyone kind of has a different approach, um, you can kind of like I've learned recently that you can kind of set yourself up to where you not like you have all the power, but like you can, you know, set almost like a parent, like you're setting boundaries and like rules to the relationship. Um, like, for example, I usually like I work really well at night, like late at night and, and that sort of thing, which is can be great. But like as of recently, I've been working so much that I've been like really tired and I know I need to go to bed earlier. And so like I've recently been implementing kind of like, um, like rules with different clients. I mean like, Hey, like I'm not available after these certain hours. So, you know, if you have something you need to get to me, um, you know, you need to get that in like, yeah, setting your own boundaries. And that way, yeah. That way it's, like, they're not going to, like, let their rules of, like, staying up till whatever time affect you because you're already telling them, hey, look, and this goes back to communication, but you're, like, um, 
hey, look, like, I'm going to be available until this time. So, like, you need to work within my parameters. Because you also have to, you know, this is assuming you're a freelancer, but you also have to remember, like, you're not, you don't work for them. Like, you work for yourself. So, you kind of have to be like, well, I mean, of course, I'd love to cater to you, but I can't always. And I'm on my own schedule, so I will try and work around some things. But at the end of the day, I kind of have the say of, like, when I work and and all that stuff. So, they can't really control that. They're kind of at your mercy, essentially, in, like, the best way possible. Not in, like, you know, I'm trying to control the situation, but... You kind of have to, like, remember that you're not totally powerless and that you can definitely, like, almost set... You're setting, you know, the scene. You're setting the the boundaries uh, for the relationship for it to work and for that to be a good client instead of a bad client. (laughs) It can help, at least a little bit. I mean, and you have to, like, communicate that, like, hey, I'm setting these boundaries so that I can, like, perform in, like, an optimal level... Like if, like you said, you work better at night, right? So I mean, it just it's it really just all comes down to like when your best work can be done. I mean, if you're if your client gives you something and you don't have time to do it, it's not. I mean, you can. I, I've I've learned it's always easier to just say, "Hey, thank you for sending me this. I'm gonna have to. It's gonna be a little bit till I get it out." Instead of them thinking, "Okay, he's he's got it now, so it's he's probably gonna be done pretty soon." It isn't like just communicating along the way always goes, it goes farther than you think. Yeah, definitely. I think I also tend to like, (laughs) I tend to like, I have an issue with people pleasing and I know this. So when I'm, that's been the hardest thing I think for me having like those client relationships is you feel like you want to be able to perform your best. You want to give them your best. You know, you want to prioritize clients and I have uh, right now I have like two, but sometimes I have three. And so, um, you know, obviously based on different due dates and stuff like that, I, I can't please everybody and I can't always be available to, you know, do everything for them and to be, you know, up every waking hour to get things done. So it's kind of like you have to know when to say no. And then, like you said earlier, is communicating, you know, um, kind of you're like, okay, well, like I can get the, uh, you know, basically you're like, I can't get to this today, but I can get to it another day, you know? So you're kind of like letting them know. So they're not just thinking, oh, she has all the stuff or he has all the stuff. Um, obviously he's going to just, you know, fire away and get all that done. Cause he normally does that. Um, it's just like being honest about your situation and kind of like, not setting yourself up for the client to be coming back to you being like, well, why isn't this done? You know, because um, <clears throat> like that'll ultimately affect whether that client's <laughs> a great client in your eyes or not so good because they sound kind of lame and like they're really pushy um, because, you know, you're not communicating well and letting them know what's going on because, yeah. you know, how are they yeah, to know? That's true. You can't you can't blame your client for your yeah. like shortcomings because then nobody wins right i think it's definitely like a it's a process of like i mean i'm i'm still fairly new to the freelance game i've really i mean i've been doing it for a while but it not not to the level that i'm doing right now which Uh is a lot more involved 
So rather than like before I kind of did project to project and it was like a ton of different people and they were like really small projects, you know, like a poster here, you know, it was very like quick and um, not a lot of iterations and very much just like an as needed basis for several people. And right now I'm kind of in more of the consistent work with the same people um, so you really have to be kind of on your game with that because, you know, you kind of get used to working with them and it almost feels like you actually work for them and it's like, no, <laughs> you do not. So you just have to, yeah, you just have to yeah. keep yourself in check, I think, and keep them yes. in check too. It is a, it's, a it's definitely process. a learning and it's not something that can really be taught. You really have to go out in the field and kind of learn some things on your own. But I mean, there's some tips and tricks or whatever that you can hear about, but you can't learn a lot of things yeah without trying yeah yeah you definitely like i mean i don't know how many of our listeners are you know actively either looking for freelance or they're they're doing freelance right now um i would say if you're trying to get into it i would say you know you could definitely take our advice i'm sure it'll be helpful for you but a lot of it is you just have to learn what works best for you. And so as much as I want to say, hey, this is the magic formula, just do all these things and it'll be great. Um, not always the case <laughs> because, you know, it's going to vary based on your circumstance, what you're doing, what your work, your line of work is um, and that sort of stuff. But I think basic concepts like communication are I mean, that's pretty relatable for anybody that anyone could take away something yeah. with, so. Yes. You can yeah. always have takeaways. Learn from other people. Learn from yourself. Yeah. Failure is sometimes, no, not sometimes. It's yeah. always the best teacher. <laughs> and I feel like in the beginning, it might be discouraging because you're feeling like you're failing all the time. And you're like, ooh, I have all these regrets because, you know, I could have done this this way and it would have been so much easier. Um, but I feel like you wouldn't learn otherwise. Like, you wouldn't realize the importance of something until it's a problem and you're trying to fix a problem. And once you realize that, you know, something is a problem, you're like, ooh, now I know that this is an issue and I need to prevent that from happening. So how do I do that? So a lot yeah. of it is trial and error. And I don't think that's something that you should be afraid of. Like, you shouldn't be afraid of failing. Um, I mean, I think everyone kind of has a slight fear of it. Because, you know, you don't, you don't want to fail. You don't want to look stupid. You know, you don't want to waste your time. But I'm, in my personal opinion, it's really not a waste of time. Um, and I think it adds to your experience. And that can make your, even your work, like, stronger i would say because you know i don't know you've learned yes i agree yeah was there any like did you have any um moments of either failure or just like things that you've like learned kind of through your like recent experiences of uh because you you're mentioning earlier that you're doing some video editing um which if people aren't familiar or haven't been following kind of your your work journey, um, you've been working um, for a, I don't know if you want to yeah. 
Do we want to mention sure. him? Maybe. So we're editing we for Mr. Beast, yeah, which I, I've explained the story a few times. It was basically that all came from a connection. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. One of my friends was a part of one of his videos and I edited a video for my friend and then Mr. Beast saw it and liked my stuff. And long story short, I ended up getting like a part-time position there. And in January, it's turning into a full-time. So I'm going to move down to where he is. And it's so that that turned into it what was a freelance thing, just kind of just doing my own thing. Now I'm going to be a full-time like employee for their place. And that one, that was an interesting thing because I initially turned the job down and then so I turned the job down in March and they had some other editors in between that like I guess worked there for a few months and they just weren't what they were looking for I guess I don't even I mean I, I don't think that it wasn't that they were work I, I I know nothing but so, so, something something along something the way didn't, didn't work out and essentially they were desperate for another editor so they called me down just to Originally, I was just going to come down and edit for a week and just like help with some backlog of videos, but it ended up where I I was I am working another job currently where I live now, so that's kind of been a holdback. I really could have gone full time like a couple months ago, but they've let me just like drive back and forth between where I live and where he lives and edit for like three or four days and then come back and do my other job, but it's. It's really all about just like who you know and where like it's taking risks and I don't know because I almost didn't come and edit the video for my friend like I almost didn't even go and do that thing but sometimes you gotta that's crazy sometimes you gotta step out of your comfort you zone I've been watching the yes theory guys a whole lot that's oh yeah that's, yeah that's my new aesthetic yeah I think I think that's really a good point to make also is like stepping out of your comfort zone. And, you know, I think also initially working with clients, sometimes like things can be like initially you're like, ooh, I don't know about this because this is totally different from what I'm used to. And so I don't I mean, I don't know. I know your experience was a little bit different, but like, you know, initially you're kind of like, ooh, I don't I don't know, because like. I'm not used to doing this and like there's all these new things and like, you know, something. But I mean, you still took that that risk of like, OK, well, at least I'm going to try it. And then, you know, you kind of keep with it. You uh, keep the connections. And, you know, now I mean, now look where you are. You're going to be working for them, you know, next year. So <clears throat> it's kind of like it's interesting, like seeing that process kind of unfold. And you just have to, I don't know, you just have to be you have, you have open to it. You have to be very flexible. And That's what I've learned. Very flexible. And, I mean, even for you, just, like, taking, just take every opportunity that you're given. And then, from there, determine whether it's a, a good one or not. You know, you, or at the time, you were like, I don't know if this is the right fit, which was probably valid. And, you know, now... You know, now you're actually it worked in your favor because now you're in more high demand. I mean, now they're like, ooh, we really want this guy, you know, because you, you yeah. weren't desperate to get in. You know, you weren't um, like, I don't know, like you, you just weren't like, oh, my gosh, like I have to be here, you know, and, and trying to like force it to work. Um, instead, it was like 
you know, they're coming to you. I think that's another really cool thing. Um, you know, when when people are trying to find good clients, it's like you, you want like the good clients are the ones that are going to come back to you and, and like really need you for stuff. Um, because, you know, if you're wanted and needed, it's going to be a lot easier for you to kind of get, you know, what you want out of the the customer relationship and the, the client relationship um, because they already kind of have like respect for you, um, which is a huge part as well that you should look for in people when you're trying to work with them is, you know, do they respect you and do they respect people they work with? Um, Cause if they don't, <laughs> it's kind of like, why would you, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, waste I your mean, time waiting. It's, it's like a, a waiting game. Cause you, you do need to like prove that you're in demand but you don't want to be like big head totally. and like, like oh, I know I'm in, in demand. I don't want to work for you because you're like below me. Like you gotta, you gotta find that balance. Yes, definitely. It's, it's all about, about-